River Rock has been a leader of the cannabis community since 2009. What stood out to me mostly was definitely the quality of their product and the knowledge of their product. The way that they treat each individual person always with respect and they try to make sure that your needs are taken care of. That was Michelle. She's been a medical patient at River Rock for seven years now. Like she mentioned, the employees at River Rock always have their recreational and medical customers in mind, especially with pricing and two convenient locations both open until 10 p.m. River Rock's quality with their prices is pretty much unmatched. River Rock caters to their medical customers by providing exclusive benefits when they become a member, including $100 in-store credit, 25% off all full-priced items, and so much more. The sign-over benefits have been great for me personally, especially since I live on a limited budget. The sign-over benefits have helped me to get medication that I normally wouldn't be able to get otherwise. Find out more about the sign-over benefits and why people like Michelle have stayed with River Rock for this long at riverrockcolorado.com. Broncos country is Sitting in the south stands Drinking the courage from my life The best part of the weekend Hugging a perfect stranger As they become a friend Having a good time when the orange and blue W.I.N. Welcome in to the BSN Broncos podcast coming to you from Indianapolis. And as always, the BSN Broncos podcast is presented by Lixenol. Don't take our word on Elixinol. Take former Broncos quarterback Jake Plummer's word on it. Plummer is a huge fan of Elixinol's Hemp Balm, a topical pain reliever that is just one of their many great non-THC products. What's more, 5% of your purchase goes to a nonprofit of your choice when you visit Elixinol.com today. Well, Zach, I joked last night that we should start this podcast with sad violin music. <laughs> and the reason for that is because John Elway took my hopes and dreams, put them out on a platter, and put them on the ground in front of the entire world and stomped on them. <laughs> 
right in front of you on national television, Ryan. And which hopes and dreams are you talking about? Are you talking about the 510 and what, four eighths? One eighth. Wait, one eighth quarterback that weighs 207 pounds and has nine and a half uh, inch hands? Or are you just talking about the Broncos drafting any quarterback in the first round? And that is the top storyline out of Indianapolis as we've been here now for a couple days. And, and of course, I was talking about Kyler Murray, um, my son. But <laughs> what you said there at the end is the truth. It ain't going to be Kyler Murray. It ain't going to be Dwayne Haskins. It ain't going to be Drew Locke. It ain't even going to be Daniel Jones. Folks, the Broncos aren't taking a quarterback in this year's draft in the first round. Um, Maybe it's going to happen in the later rounds. We talked about Tyree Jackson last night as a guy who I think could be a really good candidate for, for them in the fourth or fifth rounds. But everything we have learned on the record and off the record here in Indianapolis tells you that the Denver Broncos aren't going QB in, in round one. No, they are not going quarterback. John Vic, and the reason is, is it, it's not that they haven't fallen in love with one or they don't like any of these prospects. I still believe John Elway thinks Drew Locke is a good quarterback prospect and he likes him. The reason is, is the guy they can't talk about this week. Vic Fangio was really good holding himself back, not talking about Joe Flacco yesterday. John Elway, you could tell, he really wanted to talk about Joe Flacco because he really believes that this guy's the truth. And Ryan, some stuff we heard off the scene, the Broncos 100% believe that Joe Flacco is the guy. Yeah, we, we spoke with multiple sources Um, close to the team and the word I would use with Joe Flacco and the Broncos is enamored they are enamored with Joe Flacco and what they believe he can do in this offense and and there's two ways you could look at that as a fan one way is you could go the negative route and say what the hell are these guys thinking how could you be enamored with Joe Flacco and if you go that route I understand the other route you can go is, wow, these guys are paid millions of dollars to, to do this job, and they are on the same page here that Joe Flacco can can be a beast in this offense. And, and even if you're on the negative side, part of that has to excite you, right? That, that they think they've got a guy here that fits what they're trying to do perfectly, and that has to in some way give you a, a bit more confidence in Joe Flacco than maybe you have just on what you've seen from him in the last couple of years. Again, I don't expect you to be jumping on board in, in the same vein, but from my perspective, I'm saying, okay, these guys, this is their job is to get this right. And certainly John always gotten it wrong before. And, and so has every other GM, honestly, if they've been around long enough, but for them to be that excited and Joe Flacco makes me think they're seeing something in terms of the way that they want to run this offense that he does that makes them feel like he's going to have success. And here's where I think Broncos fans should be excited is it truly is a win-now commitment. They're going to get a guy that's going to have an instant contribution this year, whether it's at corner, whether it's at linebacker, whether it's defensive line, maybe it's on the offensive side of the ball. They're going to get that in the first round. Maybe they go quarterback, fourth, fifth round, something like that. But they're trying to win now. 
And we know Broncos fans, Ryan. Broncos fans don't want to do the Buffalo Bills movement or the Cleveland Browns movement of saying, okay, we're going to rebuild. John Elway doesn't say that word, and Broncos fans love that he doesn't say that word. And so the question is, is Joe Flacco the guy for the next year? Is he the guy for the remainder of his three-year contract? Is he the guy for the next six years? Ryan, he's 34 years old, which in Broncos terms, that's old. He's instantly the oldest player on the team. In quarterback terms, that's nothing. I mean, John Elway wasn't even close to winning his first Super Bowl as a player at 34 years old. Tom Brady, what did he do? Did he just turn 82 and he just won his sixth Super Bowl? I mean, Joe Flacco could be the quarterback for the next six, seven years. Or there's a guy in next year's draft that it really, really seems like is John Elway's guy. I'm going to get to him, but I'm really distracted right now. What's going on? I've got two pieces of breaking news for you. Oh. Do you want the WTF news, or do you want the confirmation of former WTF news? Hit me with the WTF news. The WTF news is that Jason Witten is coming out of retirement and joining the Dallas Cowboys again. What? Yeah, you said, the, you said the W, and now you just need the next two letters. In the world? <laughs> I mean, it's real. That is from the Dallas Cowboys official account, and it ain't April 1st. It, what, what, what were his comments to Bradley Roby in that week 16 game too harsh? I don't know. I mean, well, first of all, that booth was terrible, and, and Monday Night Football suffered because of it. So maybe this they told him they were going to move on from him and, and he wanted to make it look like it was his his move? I don't know what to say. Jason Witten. I mean, what the? Jason Witten back to the Cowboys. Okay, sorry. I, I That just blew my mind when I saw it. <laughs> you ready for the other news? I don't, I don't know. I wasn't ready for that one. This one is um, well, less relevant. Okay. A necropsy i assume it's similar to an autopsy okay has confirmed that the mountain lion man did strangle and bludgeon to death the mountain lion oh my god wow do we have to apologize yep (laughs) this is our formal apology to mountain lion man (laughs) we should have never doubted you we were sizest um just like john elway and we didn't think you were capable of strangling a mountain lion just like John Elway doesn't think short quarterbacks are capable of winning from the pocket. So I guess we need to uh, praise Fort Collins people, right, Ryan? No, I'm not, <laughs> I don't think that we do. Uh, but we do have to apologize to Mountain Lion Man. Congrats to him on his story being confirmed. I won't view him in the same light ever again. What's more shocking, that or Jason Witten going to the Cowboys? Amazingly, it's Jason Witten going to the Cowboys. <laughs> I mean, I could have. How, if you were someone who wanted to, I don't know, if you still had the the itch to play football, all you did was just get a year older and out of sh- and out of shape comparatively. I wonder who. Where do you think he was getting a better deal in terms of money, the Cowboys or Monday Night Football? Obviously, like per moment spent on the job monday night football is a way better value do you think the cowboys said like the only thing that that this team is missing is a tight end 
And yeah. as they went through the options and off season, they just didn't see anything they liked, and they and they called up Jason Witten and said, "Hey, we'll give you one year for eight million dollars." Do you think they begged, or do you think he came back? My first reaction was that he asked them if he could come back. He didn't really love the booth work. Um, but then my second thought was, oh, maybe the the Cowboys just said, hey, we think we can win a Super Bowl if we just have you back. You think the Broncos can do this with Peyton? Is it too late? <sighs> yes. <laughs> the year he's going into the Hall of Fame, next year he comes out of retirement. I cannot believe that next year will be five years since Peyton Manning retired. They don't add up. The years don't add up. No. I'm man. What's happened since Joe Flacco has happened since and get on board with Joe Flacco. Okay. So you mentioned next season and I wrote an article about this so you can get all of my thoughts in a much more uh, coherent manner that don't get interrupted by Jason Witten and mountain lion man <laughs> on bsndenver.com <laughs> and make sure you do subscribe using the promo code Broncos so we can get this dub and win the promo code subscription contest, which we are on our way to doing because of your hard efforts of everyone who's subscribed so far. Uh, and when we win that, you're going to get a free t-shirt. So make sure that you go subscribe to BSN Denver using the promo code Broncos. Zach and I put four stories out yesterday just between the two of us. We've got some stuff coming from Andre. Uh, and of course, we're not done from here yet. And, and we're going to try and you know, continue to bring you guys that inside information um, that we've been able to gather so far. And speaking of that, you mentioned a quarterback that John Elway could be in love with next year. And the hints that I alluded to in my article, one of which was when he was asked about this 2019 class, the question was, do you think people were too quick to dismiss the 2019 quarterback class? And as a personal dismisser of the 2019 quarterback <laughs> class, John Elway said, well, we still have to do some more work on them. You know, we're going to finish up the work, whatever. But the third sentence he says was, a lot of people are excited about that 2020 class. <laughs> a lot of people. People. Whoever those people may be. Right, Ryan? And I think one of those people is one John Elway. <laughs> and then later he was asked how Justin Herbert leaving this class affected his view of the class and and you know what they thought of it and he said um that it didn't affect their evaluation of the class they were still going to evaluate it the same but then he referred to justin herbert as simply justin and that resonated with me <laughs> <laughs> little first name basis love action right like he doesn't call him kyler or Dwayne or drew <laughs> right or daniel yep but he did just go straight one word Justin's a great player, something or other. And um, kind of like what I say about the players, right? Th or I'm sorry, about the teams. What you, when you come to the combine, what you learn should not be the information. It should confirm the information that you already believe. Well, I was starting to get a feeling that John Elway had a, a, you know, a, a little crush on Justin Herbert. And I came to the combine and got some confirmation on what I believe is uh, a, some real smoke. Here's the thing, Zach, and I'll let you talk about uh, Justin Herbert here in a second. But for me, this is all a, a real big prove-it year for Joe Flacco. And there's a chance that even if John Elway loves Justin Herbert, that they're not going to draft him next year either. Because if Joe Flacco goes out this year and brings the Broncos to the playoffs, 
Well, they're not all of a sudden going to say, all right, thanks, Joe. I'm going to move on from you and draft a rookie quarterback and, and then wait three years to win uh, or two years to win, depending on how good the draft pick is. No, if Joe Flacco goes and leads this team to the playoffs, they're going to say, okay, cool. All we need is another first-round pick at left tackle or wherever, and then we're going to empower this team to go even further in the playoffs. They're not going to take a step back after making all this, doing all this work to take a step forward. So if, if he goes out and, and has a good season, then I think you take a quarterback off the board again next year in the first round. If he flops, well... The Broncos can cut him. It'll cost them zero money. They'll have Case Keenum off the books. They can, If they want it to be, they will have zero dollars tied up in quarterbacks after this year. And then I could see a situation where they go draft Justin Herbert. Why? What, what, why should we be confident that John is ever going to draft a first-round quarterback again? Of course, everyone, including us, has gone off the famous line that he said last year, I'm not done swinging and missing when it comes to first-round quarterbacks. Now, he told Markizla this morning, I'm not going to sit on my hands, Elway said when referring about drafting a quarterback in the first round. I'm not going to try to draft a quarterback and wait three years. And that's John Elway. We've known that's John Elway since the moment he took his job. That's not going to change the part of waiting to win. So, Ryan, let's say the Broncos open up $30 million in money why are we fooling ourselves and saying he's going to go draft Justin Herbert or draft someone else in the first round and have to go from 15 to 1 and trade all those draft picks to do that just to wait a few years? Wouldn't he just go out and get another potentially Band-Aid quarterback or worst case, or, or, or I guess better case, try to get a real quarterback, one that's out there, uh, trade for one or something like that? I mean, what, why do we think he's going to, to finally draft one? Well, I think if he keeps failing in this regard, I think eventually he's going to realize that he has, to, he has to try again. But, Zach, that comment that I'm not going to try and draft a quarterback try and wait three years, wait three years, there are two highly concerning semantics involved in that sentence. One, John always confidence in drafting quarterbacks is shot. Yes. Paxton Lynch did a number on him psychologically because for him to say true, that's like John always saying, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go out there and try to win a, a game. That's not what he would say when he was a player. He would say, I'm going to go win the game. Right. So if John Elway was the, was the John Elway that we th- thought he was, or the, that he's considered to be, he would not be talking about trying to draft a quarterback. He would say, I'm going to trust my evaluation. I'm going to go get the Denver Broncos, the best quarterback that I could possibly get them, and move this franchise into uh, their next great era. Instead, he said, I'm not going to try and draft a quarterback and wait three years. Wait three years? If you hit on a quarterback, you do not have to wait three years. Just ask the Philadelphia Eagles, who won a Super Bowl in the second season with the quarterback that they drafted. Now, it ended up not being him, but regardless, he got them the number one seed. Just ask the Kansas City Chiefs. Just ask the Kansas City Chiefs, who just had their second-year quarterback, have the third-best season by a quarterback ever. Uh, just ask, you know, Jared, you know, Jared Goff and the Rams, who technically it was year three before they got to the Super Bowl, but it was really year two 
uh, with Sean McVay and the right system there for Jared Goff. So again, that tells me that John doesn't believe that he can hit in that way. Because you don't have to wait three years if you hit in the, in the correct fashion on your pick. And in fact, I'm just going to say it. If you pick Kyler Murray, I don't even think you have to wait three weeks. <laughs> I think he's plug and play and win right away with Kyler Murray. So the, the comments and the reluctance to draft a quarterback tells me John Elway doesn't necessarily believe in his ability to draft a quarterback and John Elway I can't emphasize this enough he is so excited to talk about Joe Flacco and there's a reason for that he doesn't think he's a band-aid uh so when the Joe Flacco move looks like a band-aid to everyone no one inside that building thinks this is a band-aid move I think if, if you were able to talk to Vic Fangio right now man on man and ask him if Joe Flacco is a Band-Aid, the one that he was talking about three days before they made the trade for Flacco, he would say, absolutely not. This is the dude, and we have our dude now. That's what he would say. That is how the Broncos feel. And hey, Ryan, if this is the guy, and he turns out to be the guy, they're good. They're good. Fantastic trade, fourth-round pick. $18 $18 million, $20 million next year, $22 million the year after that. Cheap. Great trade. If it's not, well, then that window John talked about, about, you know, if you, if you draft a rookie quarterback and, and then you have to wait three years, well, you just prolong that one more year, John. And that's on top of what happened last season. That's on top of what happened the year before that. And that's on top of going 9-7 and seven and not making the playoffs after Super Bowl 50. Yeah, I obviously wouldn't, but what I should have said is, well, John, if you just drafted a quarterback last year, you'd only be one year away from having a great quarterback in your mind. Do you think he regrets it deep, deep down inside? And we were talking about this yesterday. Maybe he doesn't admit it, but do you think he regrets drafting Bradley Chubb ahead of one of those quarterbacks? Yes. Um, I think that John Elway, everything we know about John Elway, including to this day, including Joe Flacco fitting in this mold exactly. Everything we know about John Elway is that he wants a big, tall, strong-armed, athletic quarterback. And he had a second chance to get that guy. Mm -hmm. And he got trigger shy because of the failure of Paxton Lynch. He looked at Paxton Lynch, and then he looked at Josh Allen, and he said, man, smaller school guy. He's also tall and has a big arm, and he kind of feasted on lesser competition. And, oh, man, they're going to kill me if I go down this road again, <laughs> and it's another flop. And and he got trigger shot, and now I'm sure he watched Josh Allen in Buffalo and saw a guy who somehow rushed for more yards than Lamar Jackson, I'm pretty sure, and also was throwing some impressive like 65-yard dimes throughout the season. And, and really became a leader for that team and said, damn it, I should have trusted my gut. John thought in his head, man, this Ryan Koningsberg guy, he's going to kill me if I draft Josh Allen. I, I just can't do it. I can't have him do that to me on the internet. But Ryan, what we knew that John Elway loved Sam Darnold, and if Sam Darnold fell to five, the Broncos were going to pick him. What's 
the major difference between, or what was the major difference between Sam Darnold and Josh Allen? To be completely fair, neither you nor I, or, or neither of us, were very high on either of those guys. But if you're so high on Sam Darnold, Josh Allen was just a little bigger, potentially maybe even more athletic from what we saw last year, a stronger arm. Why wasn't he in love with him? Because of Pax Nunch. Mm. That's the only possible answer. Unless he's unless he didn't like something he saw on the board when they had him in the meeting, he maybe he didn't think he had the fire. I mean, the the reasons that we didn't like him, you know. Uh, but everything we know about John would tell us he's going to love Josh Allen, and I know from talking to people that Gary Kubiak loves Josh Allen. So the only thing that I can imagine stopping them from drafting a guy that they believed in was, man, it's too too close too soon. He looks too much like Paxton, and we're too we're not far enough removed from that, and and that is not that doesn't sound like John Elway. It doesn't. It really, really doesn't. And just in one year, we go from a guy that's not done swinging and missing to a guy that doesn't want to draft rookie quarterbacks. It's it's really incredible, and I can't emphasize enough. Uh, from John's excitement and from everything we heard, um, speaking to sources, the Broncos are thrilled and enamored by Joe Flacco. And with that, I think is a good place to uh, to move on from the Joe Flacco talk. I kind of want to talk a little more about the things that John always said about Kyler Murray. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about some game-changing coffee. Strava Craft Coffee is a CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible, so make sure you check them out. The CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It's helped decrease anxiety. No matter what it is, you name it, it's probably helped with it. CBD is an all-natural and non-psychoactive ingredient, and the coffee is rich, rich and tasty. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off your order when you use the promo code BSN2019 at checkout. And you'll get it shipped straight to your door. I just want to touch on this because we didn't actually go into detail about what he said. There was a string of questions to John Elway about Kyler Murray, started by yours truly. And the first question was, do you believe his size will impact his ability to have success in the NFL? And he danced that question and essentially said he's a great athlete. And he had one really good year at Oklahoma, two backhanded compliments and then he was doubled down and asked again and then he said something along the lines of look as someone who's played quarterback your height isn't going to impact you when you're in the shotgun you you can see everything when you're in shotgun but when you come up under center by the way one year five million for jason Witten. when you come up under center <laughs> impressive inside john um when you come up under center that's when you start having trouble seeing things also what about what i wanted to follow up is how do you know that even as someone who played you were tall so how do you know that it's harder to see he crouches sometimes i mean, I, I, I guess he could say it was hard for me to see which would explain why he's always trying to draft guys who are taller than him but or add guys who are taller than him and then he was asked, why do you like going under center so much? And he said, well, I think it's conducive to the run game. And 
talked about that for a while and said, you know, I think if you want to have a balance as an offense, you have to go under center and you have to run the ball from there. And then he was asked, so if you have a guy like Connor Murray, does that mean you have to change your offense? <laughs> that was asked by Zach. And then he said, what do you think? And then winked at you in an awkward <laughs> way. And the answer was, yes, you do have to change your offense. And the next follow-up should have been, so do you not want to change your offense? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we knew the answer to that one, and the answer is yes. And so John Elway, don't – I know, like, you want to keep the hope alive. I, I started the hope. You did. Kill the hope. Yeah. Don't Bury give me it. the, oh, this is a smoke screen. No, it's not. Yeah, and I've seen a few people ask about that. No, th- this, this, it's, it's not like John's been receptive – uh, to investing a ton in small quarterbacks. And, and people may say, Case Keenum. Okay, he's six one and $18 million. Uh, it's crazy every time I say it, is not a lot in the NFL. Trading up from 10 to get to one to draft Kyler Murray, that's a massive investment for a guy that's two inches shorter or three inches shorter. To me, it's not as big of a deal as it would have been 10 years ago. To John Elway, those three inches are monumental. Those are miles in his mind. Why? What, honestly, what information do we have that would suggest that a quarterback who is shorter can't play under center? In fact, the New Orleans Saints with barely over six feet, right? Is he just six foot flat? Yep. Probably a little under. Were under center fifty one percent of the time last year. Mm. They ran out of the. Of course, they ran under center. They have Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. They were running under center all the time. Does John just feel like uncomfortable watching those short guys back there stand on their tippy toes and Drew Brees kind of lean his neck back in order to see up? Is it just something he doesn't want to watch? Does he not want to watch excitement? What What was a quote from John Lynch today? John Lynch said, we're not in the market for a quarterback, but I just keep putting on the tape of Kyler Murray. It's so fun to watch. He's so damn electric. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want that? If he, if he can play, and a lot of people believe Kyler Murray can play. If he can play, plus he's just so fun, and on top of that, he brings an element to the game that can win right away. That's not a three-year learning curve like John Elway thinks. What? Why? Why no? Zach, I could not tell you, but I will tell you the number one reason why the Broncos won't be drafting Kyler Murray, and it has nothing to do with John Elway. Hmm. Kyler Murray is going to be off the board nine spots before the Broncos pick when the Arizona Cardinals take him number one overall. They're already backing off. They They certainly are. And so... It's not even that I'm upset about the Kyler Murray thing because I I, I kind of had a feeling all along that Kyler, I never thought Kyler Murray was making it past four. While and while the Jets are open for a trade, I really couldn't. It was a hard hard sell in my own mind to see the scenario in which John Elway trades up to number three overall to draft Kyler Murray in front of the Raiders. Would love to see it. Hard to believe. It's just the it's just the idea that I mean. Hours, just merely hours, after Vic Fangio said, "If you pigeon your yourself, pigeonhole yourself to certain dimensions, you're going to have a lot of players pass you by." And I thought that was a very truthful comment. It bothers me that just hours later, the guy who's in charge of getting the players admitted that he pigeons him, pigeonholes <laughs> himself to certain dimensions. <laughs> 
And that's a good reality check for everyone is I love the reality that Vic Fangio is bringing to this team uh, and bringing to that tight-knit group with John Elway and Matt Russell. But in the end of the day, this is John Elway's baby in the words of Vic Fangio. He's going to have the first say, the middle say, the second say, and the last say. People, other people are going to chime in, but they're not, they're not going to be full comments. And I love that Vic has a different mindset, but in the end, Ryan, it doesn't matter. I think Vic Fangio might make a good GM. Hmm. Maybe an, an old Shanahan scenario. When, like 20 years from now when he's 80 and decides to, to retire after 50 years of coaching? Maybe when John Elway f- decides that he's done enough. Wow. Just saying. Wow. All right. Well, let's get into the questions here because there are plenty. The first one comes in here from Tom3565. So I thought I heard Fangio say the biggest thing about cornerback play is tackling ability. Wouldn't that place someone with better tackling ability above Greedy Williams? I don't think he said that directly. He said that a non-negotiable quality for him in players coming out of, uh, of college is tackling. And this this comment was, wasn't about cornerbacks. It was just in general on a defensive side of the guy when you're looking at a guy, what does he need to have? And he said tackling. So, yeah, I, I do think that points away from Greedy Williams. Um, and, and, and there's, there's other options in the first round where they can go. Yeah. I think if I were to guess which guy has the Broncos, um, you know, intangibles for a corner, it would be Byron Murphy out of Washington. He, he, ha- he gives me a Chris Harris jr. Vibe when I watch him. And so I could see that being their guy. He certainly tackles. He's very physical. Um, he had an insane game in the Pac-12 championship. He had two more interceptions than he allowed receptions because he allowed zero receptions and had two interceptions. Uh, I think he was targeted five times in the game. So, uh, you know, if you, want, if you want to see Byron Murphy at his best, go watch that highlight. Uh, go watch that tape. Uh, he's really impressive in that. that. That could make sense to me. At 10? Maybe not. Um, again, if he's your guy and, and you don't want to take any risk of not getting him, then, well, then you take him. But I think you might be able to trade back and get your guy at 13, maybe, or 15. Wherever you got to trade back, you, there's a good chance you probably could still get Byron Murphy uh, and pick up some draft capital capital in the process. You only do that, though, if there's two corners on the board you like or a corner and a linebacker on the board that you like, and you say, okay, well, if this guy goes, we'll take the other one. I'll go even more extreme. What about you trade back somewhere in the 20s from 20 to 28, and you just wait for whatever of those three corners falls to you, and then you take them, and then you say we picked up an extra first-round pick in order to do this. Whether that's now we have ammunition for a quarterback next year or we just get another player next year, but we didn't hurt our team this year because we're still getting a first-round cornerback. And if if you're not convinced that there is the guy at the cornerback position at 10, that's what you should do. And now, if you think he's Patrick Peterson at 10, then you take him. Uh, you don't trade back. You don't mess with that. But if there's three cornerbacks that you like, that you have first-round grades on, and that's it, and, and you want to go corner, do not take him at 10. 
Can I ask you a difficult question? Mm, love those. The Broncos want, were in the market for a corner last year, too. And they were prepared the second that the Cleveland Browns picked Bradley Chubb to trade back to what I believe was going to be 13 with the Buffalo Bills. And they were going to draft – the idea was going to be to draft Jair Alexander there. Keep in mind, Jair Alexander had a great rookie season. Would the Broncos be in a better position right now with Jair Alexander and Chris Harris Jr. locking on down the corner spots? And they still have Von Miller. They can re-sign Shaq Barrett this offseason because they gave him a starting role last year and he played really well. And that's their defensive makeup rather than Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. Plus, don't, don't forget, they have an extra first-round pick in their pocket now. Uh, and so... Now, instead of Bradley Chubb and Von Miller, it's Chris Harris Jr. and Jair Alexander and Von Miller and Shaq Barrett. In terms of depth, yes, they'd be in a better position just all around. In terms of potential and how dangerous the group could be as as a whole looking at both of those levels, no, they wouldn't be in in a better level because Shaq is never going to get to the level where Bradley Chubb can get. Now you have two absolute studs there. Chris is, of course, a stud. Now you're just one piece away. You're, you're one piece. Ah, are you one piece away when, when we're just looking at those two units? Or are you two pieces away because of those two corner spots? I think you're two pieces away. And if, and if Jair Alexander was on your team, you're thinking this year, okay, man, we get Bryce Callahan. Now we've got the no-fly zone 2.0. Um, and we still have a good pass rush up front. And, heck, you could draft a pass rusher this year at 10. Um, if that's, you know, the way you want it to go, I, I, I just thought of that, you know, yesterday and I was thinking, man, I mean, everyone was excited that they passed, uh, on Bradley Chubb and the Broncos got him and as they should be Bradley Chubb is a star, but it's interesting to think about, well, what if they would have just taken him and the Broncos would have moved back or yeah, I mean, or they could have just taken Denzel Ward who had a pretty darn good season too. They weren't going to do that, but they would also have more draft capital in their pocket right now to get better. Wonder what they would have got. Would have been interesting to see what what was in return as well. Next one coming in from Captain Hook. We need to get a list of all the places and food suggestions on this podcast. They all sound amazing, but there's so many that I can't remember them all. Also, I'd like to point out. Hold on. I want to talk about that. On the next podcast, everyone, and this is a public service announcement. So if you aren't paying attention because like your girlfriend is talking or something, just tell her to be quiet for a quick second. (laughs) Uh, um, on the next podcast, comment the the place that you've recommended. So if you're someone who's come in and said, hey, make sure you check out this place in Iowa or this place in that, we're not going to, re- if, if that's all you comment, we're obviously not going to read them all, but I actually, I'll, I will compile a list and we'll call it the, um, the BSN Denver America food, American food guide <laughs> or something better. We're going to have so many comments. I know, but I'm I scared. want, I want to have this. I want to have oh, it. Oh yeah, like absolutely. In, so I want to be able to have it on some sort of database where when I go to a, a city, right. I could see, Oh, is there a recommendation here? And then go try it. Yeah. Th- I love it. I absolutely love it. Captain hook goes on and says, also, I'd like to point out that a few months ago, I told you that Hawkinson was the best tight end in this draft and was a better prospect 
Then is it F- Fant? Fant, yes. Then Fant. It's nice to see you guys and many in the mainstream media finally seeing reason. I feel like I've always been on the Hawkinson train. You have. You've been on the two Iowa guys. Yeah. I think I might have said that um, at one point, I think I actually might have said that I think Fant will go will be drafted higher, but that Hawkinson could end up being the more all-around better tight end. But, yeah, I mean... It, Good call on you. Hawkinson is a beast. He is. Sincerely, your loyal subscriber, formerly known as TJ Hawkinson to Denver. P.S. Panchero's over Chipotle any day of the week. Throughout most of high school, I'd go to the original location in Iowa City at least twice a week. Good to know. I guess that's going to be on the list. Yep. All right. Well, a counter uh, a counter comment here from oh. Matri, I'm going to guess. He says, or she Chipotle is life. When, as fans, do we get? Oh, we're, that was all. That was all he oh, had on. Do we, Chipotle is life. Do we think Chipotle will make the list? I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, here's the list. Uh, I'm here in Amarillo, Texas. Oh, there's a Chipotle here. <laughs> you never try anything else. Yeah. Uh, anyways, he goes on to say, when, as fans, do we get to stop accepting the narrative surrounding Elway of that's just who he is? In regards to his win-now style and complete lack of awareness for the future. I get wanting to win. I get having belief in your team. But eventually there comes a point for every organization when a teardown or even, dare I say it, a rebuild is necessary. Seems clear that that's where the Broncos are right now. I get always a Denver legend, but where is the line? Thanks, guys. My question, Ryan, will we ever see John Elway do a rebuild? No. No. That's who he is. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think it's a it's a good point of what you're trying to get at. But that's that's who he is and his identity and his lifeblood. And and we heard it yesterday, Ryan. He was asked, "Why do you still do this?" And he said, "Losing, because I hate losing, and I need to get this team in a place where they're not losing anymore, and they're in a better spot." You know what a rebuild is? It's accepting that you're going to be okay with losing for a year or two or three. John Elway is never going to do that. Here's my question because his question I'm going to I'm going to ask a question in regards to his question, which was when as fans do we get to stop accepting the narrative? You don't. Because you don't make the decision of of who who's your general manager. So you don't have to like it. But you do have to accept that it's kind of like if Brett Favre is your quarterback and you say, when do we have? Do, when do we stop accepting that he throws interceptions all the time? You don't because he threw the most interceptions of anyone ever. But you also had Brett Favre, and he was going to be your quarterback. John Elway isn't exactly the Brett Favre of GMs, or he hasn't shown himself to be recently. But he is the guy who is going to be in the job. And so you do have to accept who he is because that's what you're getting. And until Joe Ellis decides he's not going to accept that part of John Elway, well, for lack of a better way of saying it, you're stuck with him. That's who your GM is. And so you do have to accept it forever as long as he's the GM. Gosh, is John Elway the equivalent of a Brett Favre quarterback as a general manager? I mean, the, the highest of highs, won a Super Bowl as a general manager, and not the lowest of lows because you know they've never had the number one pick with him, but some pretty low lows. And not to mention uh, just a lot of 
decisions that really make you scratch your head. <laughs> I think that's a great analogy. All right, John always the Brett Favre of GM, which is weird. <laughs> Cross quarterback <laughs> talking about a quarterback <laughs> comparison. Uh, from Broncos fans since 84. WTF is John smoking. <laughs> Whatever it is, he needs to stop. Why keep Keenum even if we restructure his contract? Our QB room will be high enough for us to will be too high for us to sign any good free agents. I've always believed in him, but this news that he wants to keep Keenum for 2019, maybe we need to look for another GM. If we go 8 and 8 or better, we lose out on a franchise starter next year. This just puts us in a hole. Um Okay, I can I can one hundred percent understand why Broncos fans are so thrown off and upset to the point where they're calling for John's job with this. I mean, a lot of people are upset that Joe Flacco is here. I don't. I think everyone is upset with the way Case Keenum performed, and now you're telling people that they have to accept Joe Flacco, and now they have to maybe accept Case Keenum staying here. And what I say is, it's not. It, it, it's it's the financially sound thing to do if Case Keenum stays here. It means it's actually the best financial option they can have because that would mean he would take a big enough pay cut where it'd actually be cheaper to keep him on that pay cut than cut him flat out right now. Because if you cut Case Keenum, it doesn't cost you $0. It costs you $10 million against the cap. If I'm Case Keenum, I'm saying, yeah, cut me. I'm going to make you have that $10 million in dead cap, and I'm going to go somewhere else, get a fresh start, even if it's as a backup, which it will be. But I'm getting out of here. But for the Broncos, why not ask? Why why not say, hey, you want to take $5 bucks? Yeah, so Broncos fans since 84, I, I need you to take a step back from the ledge. Because I, what you're saying doesn't make sense. And I, and I understand the, the reactionary response, but he says – the, the quarterback room will be too high for us to sign any free agents. In John Elway's world that he's talking about, this doesn't change the number in the quarterback room at all. Right. So you're right now, as we sit here, the Broncos are on the hook, if Case Keenum's not on the team, for $28.5 million towards quarterbacks. 18.5 to Joe Flacco against the cap, and, against, uh, and then $10 million dead cap uh, against it. If you cut Case Keenum, what John Elway is saying is, hey, why don't we just give Case Keenum $10 million to stick around? Then we're instead of paying him to leave, we're paying him to stay. At least the cap number stays the exact same and we're good. It makes a ton of sense unless you're Case Keenum. But here is the kicker. Knowing that the Broncos are going to owe Case Keenum $7 million no matter what. If Case Keenum leaves, a team is probably going to offer him like a vet minimum deal because they're just, why would we pay you when the Broncos are already paying you? So we're talking, you know, a million dollar deal. Okay, the Broncos are on the hook for the other six. The Broncos pitch to Case Keenum is, hey, we'll put some incentives in here. And so if Joe Flacco gets injured, you will have the opportunity to earn you know, maybe your whole 21 All of it. Yep. million um, by by hitting on some of these incentives. That likely wouldn't be an option for Keenum or a, as juicy of an option for Keenum in another in another market. So this makes sense financially because it, the way that John Elway is looking at it is do we pay $10 million for nothing against the cap or do we pay 
10 million to have a good backup quarterback. How how do you feel about Case Keenum as your starting quarterback? Terrible. How do you feel about Case Keenum as your backup quarterback? Is my other option Kevin Hogan? Yes. I feel great about it. <laughs> and it, isn't this a win-now move? I mean, maybe it's not the winningest win-now move. And, it, and it's a win-now move when we're talking about the backup quarterback position. But if you have Case Keenum as your backup quarterback, you feel really good about that. Now, you hope it never comes to that after seeing what happened last year. But he can play if needed. He he can fill in and he can have a good game. I mean, we, we've seen it happen. You just don't want him consistently as you're a guy. So, of course, the Broncos want to keep him. If I'm Case Keenum, of course I'm not accepting a pay cut. Hmm. I think Case Keenum might do it. After talking about how the next chapter's on its way and everything, you think that next chapter was a pay cut? <laughs> What's he going to do? Like, what are his options? I mean, he's just, he just, he's, he got clowned here all year. Don't you want a fresh start? He has no ties here. I would love a fresh start from, from Case Keenum. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe you do end up just saying, you know what? I'll take $7 million and see what I can get on the market. Yep. That just, I don't know. I think his best, monetarily, I think his best option is to stay at a pay cut. At a pay cut of $7 mil? I'm saying he'll end up making ten million dollars next year, instead of what was he set to make eighteen. Yep. I think that's the most money he could possibly make next year. I'm going somewhere else. Just, just for the heck of it. Yep. Making the Broncos pay me. Fair enough. We'll see what happens. Next one here comes in from Sausage Sanga Harry. He says, hey, guys, being from Australia and only having visited grand old USA once, I have yet to experience all these culinary wonders you boys always talk about. Uh, though I have tried a few, and we do have some U.S. franchises down here. When is your tour down under? Well, you're going to have to start telling us about some delicious <laughs> Australian food to lure us in. Yeah, you got to tempt us. Yeah. He says, also, just want to say you two should be proud of the content of the product you consistently put out and know that I believe this pod is morphing from a Broncos pod to more of a lifestyle pod, and I love it. <laughs> Keep it up, Harry. Well, I'm glad you love it. <laughs> it's always been my dream to have a lifestyle pod. Not even kidding. So um, that's what that's kind of what I get the feeling too. It's like there's this community, and it's a like yeah. lifestyle. Well, do you, do you have a uh, a hot pocket hot take for us today, Ryan? Just may, maybe about life. Hot pocket hot take or hot tip. Hot tip. That's what I was going to say. I do have a hot tip. And Hot Pockets, from what I've heard, do have hot tips. <laughs> My Hot Pocket hot tip of the day. If you have one, two, or three too many cold snacks, <laughs> make sure you drink a lot of water before you go to bed. Is this recent experience? Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> could be personal. Could be just a thing I've learned throughout my years. But... Especially if you are dehydrated when you started <laughs> drinking in the first place, you're going to have to make up for that with like three or four glasses of water before you go to bed. Sounds and sounds like there's a story behind this, maybe. Just completely. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember the exact time when I, that I'm referring to. Of course, you don't remember it. Here's another hot, t- hot pocket hot tip. <laughs> Wake up with, with a splitting headache after having one too many cold snacks mm-hmm. and not hydrating. Don't have any Advil. But for some reason, you have Dayquil. 
Take the Dayquil. It helps. You're you're just a man uh, of great theories. I just I've I've learned some things throughout my days. <laughs> All right, what's the next one here? Or was there a question? Nope, there wasn't. No, there wasn't. Next one coming in from Mile High Kansan. He said, I figured I better jump in on this food debate while it's still going. I'm not quite sure it's going to go away. (laughs) Being from the Wichita area, we have a local place called Spangles that has a pretty good burger for fast food. Sounds like a nickname (laughs) for the Broncos offensive coordinator. (laughs) (laughs) Spangles. Also, I lived in the Des Moines area for a couple years and must say, if you're ever in the area, you have to go to Zombie Burger. Best burger I've ever had. Get their Walking Ched Burger. It's a burger with two fried macar- with two fried macaroni and cheese buns. What in the world? So, it's funny because I've been to Des Moines and someone recommended that I go to Zombie Burger. Then, our colleague... Um, Nick Cosmiter went there with his friend and said that he ate it and it was delicious, but that he actually felt like he was going to die afterwards. <laughs> and I decided to opt out on that. Well, I mean, fried mac and cheese with a burger inside. I'm, I have some questions. One, doesn't that seem hot for your fingers? Yeah. And greasy. And messy. Yeah. I, it, it kind of makes me feel lame sometimes, but messy food is always a big turnoff for me. Like I don't want stuff all over my hands while I'm I, trying to eat. I feel ya. And I'll go through like seventeen napkins trying to wipe my hands off after every bite. That's the 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 meat inside a burger needs to be a different texture and consistency than the outside holding it in. That's why buns work so well. But like when you do. Uh, I had a, what's it called? A crab cake burger once, and it's just kind of the same mushy texture as the bun, and it didn't really work. And I just think the macaroni may be similar texture. I just miss having something around my burger period, <laughs> other than just the burger itself. Um, he goes on to say, now on to the Broncos. I know the combine is just starting, but what are some of the rumblings you've heard so far that even surprised you guys? Uh, you know, like John Elway wanting to keep Case Keenum as his backup. That tree Dunben shook and just needs to be cut down and sent to the paper mill. Thanks for all you do. Much love, Mile High Kansan. Sorry, I was I was trying to look up the walking Chad burger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, way to go. You distracted Zach from the Broncos. Um, some rumblings that we've heard so far. Maybe that we haven't divulged here. And maybe in regards to some other teams, is there anything you can think of? We pretty much gave you a, a lot of the stuff that we ha, you know, have on good authority as it relates to the Broncos. I'm trying to think. The, the big buzz that I've been gathering is that Kyler Murray isn't getting past the fourth pick. Exactly. So he's either going one overall, two overall, three overall, or four overall. Mike Mayock yesterday talking – oh, I think we talked about this yesterday – talking about the, the, the Derek Carr. He said, yeah, he's a franchise quarterback for sure. But my job as a general manager is to look to improve every position on the team. Quite the endorsement. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the, the buzz around here is that, especially today after the stupid measurements, which don't matter at all, some teams, I guess, confirms that they're he's tall enough for them. Like, they didn't want to see a 9 on there. So now they see 5'10 and 1.8. They saw 207 pounds, which is – it's it's so dumb he'll, he'll never play at 207 pounds 
I don't think. He bulked up to come here and weigh 207 pounds. That was literally what he did for the last couple of weeks. And that's it's stupid that he has to do that, but he played it right. Now teams are saying, oh, he weighed more than Russell Wilson when he weighed in at the Combine. So he's got that for him. He's not going to compete in the drills, which is a bummer for me. But And I said I, I, said I would not like that if he did that you know, a week ago. But it doesn't matter anymore because he's not an option for the Broncos. He's still going to go in the top four picks. I think he's going to be the first quarterback off the board when all is said and done. Yes. Yeah. He probably the number one overall pick, Ryan. Unbelievable. Not to me, though. <laughs> Next one comes in from H-Town Bronco. He says, I knew the whole time the Broncos weren't picking a quarterback in the first round, although I I admit you two are pretty convincing. I mean, we we just said that they should, right? I don't think we ever said that they would. Right. We, well, I guess we guess. I, we, at, at one point, we guessed that they would. Um, but it, it, that was always because we thought they should, and we, and we figured they would see that light. John Elway, not about it. You think they should? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yep. I think they should trade up to number <laughs> one and draft Kyler Murray and then be set at quarterback for the next f- forever. <laughs> Win a Super Bowl, and then John can ride off into the sunset again. With his 5'10 quarterback. And his four rings. Oh. No, so, he'd need five. Fill out that hand. Full hands worth. Yep. Well, I think there's only one person who can get you that in this draft, and it's Kyler Murray. <laughs> Uh, he goes on to say, next year's prospects are way better and more to choose from. Yeah. Stephanie, a risk, no doubt. That's why Elway hedged his bet with Flacco. I don't think next year's prospects are that much better, but that's me. I'm sure it'll change over the, the course of a year. They've got a lot of time to put good tape out there. But I think I'm wor- I think Justin Herbert might put bad tape out there. Oh, why? Because he did it all of last year? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that is why I'm feeling that way. I mean, I, I, I've, I've admitted that I haven't watched that much Justin Herbert tape, but it's because the two games I've watched were abysmal, and it wasn't intentional. I didn't like Google Justin Herbert bad tape and watch that. No, it was just I watched two full games of his, and they were so bad. It's like, oh my gosh, don't make me watch more. Yeah. That's probably good news for the Broncos if he goes out there and puts bad tape out. Well, I, I should say it's good news for John Elway. Man, I just like this guy forever, so I'm going to draft Nothing him. Nothing he can do will change my mind. It's kind of like J- uh, Vance Joseph. Uh, anyways, he goes on, uh, H-Town Bronco goes on to say, I now think the best option for Denver is to trade back and acquire two first-round picks next year, which will give the Broncos more negotiation power to trade up next year for Tua and no longer have to tank. I don't think... I, even if a team was probably going from 32 to 10, I th- I don't know if you'd get two first-round picks out of it. From 32 to 10? Oh, like this year? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you you would get uh, an additional first. Right. You'd get the, their 32, and yep. then you'd get n- their first-round pick next year, and exactly. then some, some stuff. Exactly. Uh, anyways... He goes on to say, but that means we most likely won't get Devin White. If we could trade back, we could snag Devin Bush and maybe Dalton Risner. Big bucks, no whammies. <laughs> I would love to spend a night in a casino with Elway. I bet it's a hell of a good time, LOL. I, it'd be something else, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. It'll be interesting. <sighs> Ryan, what do you think of trading back? What would you think of passing up on Devin White to go and get Devin Bush? Are you okay with, with, with going from a top 10 player, actually a top 3 talent in this draft, 
to a, a very good first-round linebacker in order to pick up a first-round pick. So in this situation, real quick, when he's saying you can snag Devin Bush and Dalton Reisner, 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 I never know, um, how? I think he's saying that it would be like trading with the Buffalo Bills last year where they had two first-round picks that year. Yeah, I see, I don't see that happening. So to me, it's you're trading back. Instead of giving Devin White, you're getting Devin Bush. And then you have an extra first-round pick next year. So next year, you have two first-round picks. Are you okay with that exchange? No. You want the dude. I do. There's something to be said for picking a top-ten player. There is. I mean, if you could have... Oh, boy. Who's a good pass... Who's a really good pass rusher, but not exceptional? Shaq Barrett. That's what I was thinking. Or I mean, if, if you could have one of those Shane guys. Shane Ray is a better example because he was picked in the 20s. Right. If you could have one of those guys over Bradley Chubb and you get a first-round pick, which, you know, I don't know, let's just say is a middle first-round pick, it's a gamble. I'd rather have the exceptional guy. Here's the thing. if you're tra- Also, if you're trading for a team that's picking in the latter half of the draft for their first-round pick, well, what you know about them is they're pretty good because they're picking in the latter half of the draft. So their first-round pick next year, in most cases, probably isn't going to be very good either. But Vic Fangio yesterday really emphasized how bad this team was all across the board and how they have so many holes that need to be filled. An extra first-round pick would help you do that. I would defer to Vic Fangio. Does he think Devin <laughs> Bush is a star? Or does he think Devin White is an all-pro player and you give me this guy and I'll give you an all-pro and then I just – wipe my hands i draft him at number 10 and say cool we'll try and figure out how to get better next year in the first round well here's your answer look 10 months ago roquan smith they didn't try to trade back to get him later they didn't try to trade back and get uh tremaine Tremaine Edmonds edmonds or anything no they grabbed the guy just go grab the guy i get the idea of trading back i but not not at this position i don't think because i think there's only one like you said, you could get probably a top three talent in the draft at number 10 by taking best player available, which would happen to be Devin Bush, which happens to be at a position of need, a position that your coach specifically said he needs. Yep. That just seems like a, an easy decision to me. Yep. We'll see. From Chris O'Brien. Okay, so the Broncos aren't drafting a quarterback this season. This got me thinking. This is a deep draft this year, and there will, only, there will likely be a highly coveted player available at 10. Greedy, at Oliver, etc. What are the odds that LA trades back in the first round, collects a 2020 first rounder in the process? <laughs> you guys must have commented this at the same time. <laughs> that sort of move would pay off big time if the bottom falls out under Flacco and company this year. I'd feel much better going into next year's QB heavy draft with two first round picks aiming to move up and snag a top to caliber guy. Yeah, and I guess I can clarify if it's for cornerback, you're trading back for cornerback since there's not the guy in this class, then yeah, you you do it. If it's to grab an offensive tackle later in the first, yeah, I like that because there's probably not a clear cut one there at 10 that's worth it. So in certain situations, I do like it. But if you love Devin White and you say, okay, we're going to trade back to 17 and cross our fingers and hope and pray he's there, and if he's not, we're hosed, then you don't do it. Or if if you love Devin White and you're saying, okay, well, we, we'll trade back, and if we don't get him, we'll just get Devin Bush, that just 
if you love the guy, just go get him. And I, I just have a very strong feeling that Vic Fangio loves Devin White. I'm sure you could put this in like a girlfriend perspective. <laughs> yes, I can. It's like you need a date to this wedding and you have this a girl who is a 10 out of 10 and you can take her to the wedding, but you're... Um, <laughs> but I guess that's the only date you get for that year. Mm. Or you could take a girl mm. who is a seven out of ten to the wedding, but you are guaranteed another date <laughs> on top of it. Uh, 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 uh. And you're taking the the you're going ten. You got to take your shot with the ten <laughs> and hope and and believe in yourself that you can earn that second date. And you don't need it guaranteed. I love it. I knew you could do it. I, I knew you was, could come through. I don't think it was as uh, concise as some of my other ones, but I tried. It was pretty good. Thanks. Um, anyways, I get the idea of trading back, especially if you're going for a quarterback next year. I just don't think the Broncos are thinking, okay, we got to plan for tri- drafting a quarterback next year. They're saying, how can we plan to draft 32nd overall next year? Right. Exactly. All right. From Ryan Clayman. Hey, BSN family. Haven't heard the Wednesday podcast yet, but I just read a mock draft by CBS Sports that had the three main quarterbacks go in the first five picks. But if this is how it turns out, I think we're in trouble. The breakdown goes like this. Raiders move up to number one to take Murray. Yep, I can already tell you you're in trouble. Uh, (laughs) Jaguars move up to number two to take Haskins. Redskins move up to five to take Locke. Broncos pick at number 10, Devin White. I'm good with the Devin White pick, but if these three quarterbacks are all gone by five, we might be picking in the top 10 next year too. Oh, and RK, I know you're wondering where Daniel Jones was taken. I actually wasn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> number 11 to the Bengals. <laughs> Thanks for the off-season coverage, RC. <laughs> this would uh, this would be crazy. I, I guess that's that's something that's picked up here outside of the Broncos. Picked up steam is the Giants. Maybe not going quarterback this year. I'm calling BS. Come on. What are that- you doing they they've got to go get a quarterback this year but that that's something that's kind of been under the radar that we've heard is maybe that's picking up steam i'm calling it smoke i mean starting eli and thinking you can win a super bowl with him is like starting joe flacco and thinking you can win a super bowl (laughs) (laughs) sorry i had to do it um look if the raiders get Kyler murray the broncos are in trouble no matter what so that's that's where i say the broncos are in trouble (laughs) Don't let that happen. If you're the Broncos, and they won't be, but because I know John Elway doesn't think he's going to be good. What could you do? What could you do to not let that happen? Draft him yourself. <laughs> if one is available, you go get it and take him yourself. That ain't happening. You're just praying that the Cardinals take him. You, you, you have to pray that the Cardinals are going to take him because, I mean, John Gruden – We'll make the system for Kyler Murray. He'll make it work. And here's the thing about the Cardinals is that's the least harmful team to you, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, you could throw it in with a few other teams, but... You do have to face them in the preseason every year. <laughs> that Thursday night game. <laughs> the worst one. All right, um, let's move on here. But before we do, I want to tell you about Get Around. If you're ever in need of a car, truck, or vehicle for a few hours or even a few days, Get Around is at your service. Get Around is a car sharing app, and you can literally unlock cars near you through the app. Better yet, if you have a car that's just sitting around, make some extra money for your next vacation or your next trip to go get a burger. 
Uh, get Around's insurance policy and 24-7 customer service have you covered. Go to get.co backslash BSN and save $15 off your first rental or go to get.co backslash BSN to say, sign up for free and rent your car out and start making money fast. All right, Zach, what's the next question? Next one coming in from Black Cat. She says, hey, BSN fam, I just read Zach's article about Elway's presser. Great coverage as always, and I'm excited to get Zach and RK's takes. I'm really trying to stay positive, but the feeling of doom and gloom is taking over. I just can't wrap my head around the idea that they think Flacco could be the guy. Don't use could be. They think Flacco <laughs> is the guy. Speaking of doom and gloom, it just got a lot more gloomier. I know it's too early to call it yet, but I'm preparing myself for disappointment in the draft if we don't take a quarterback in the first round. Boy, this has probably been a really rough pod for her. Yeah, I'm sorry. Not to mention the idea of Case sticking around just seems weird. I guess that. he would be a solid backup for the right money, but it just feels like we should have a clean break and move on. I agree. Yeah, I got an analogy here. <laughs> this is like you get a new girlfriend, but you stay friends with your ex and mm. hang out a lot. Mm. Yeah, a lot. And like you go to lunch instead of dinners, and it's now just catching up on lunch. There gets there's gonna be problems. <laughs> yeah, no one, no one, and 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 you got to do this before April second. You got to do it before my birthday, just just as a gift to me. No, the reason you do it before April 2nd is because that's when the off-season program starts. You can't have both those guys lingering. I guess you could. I guess you could. <laughs> she you're going to have your your ex at the party when you, when you ask the new girlfriend to be your girlfriend. Yeah, no, you you can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> I kind of agree. <laughs> I tried to, I tried to uh, make sense of the Case Keenum thing. I, di- I didn't. I hadn't yet thought of it in metaphorical terms. <laughs> is that <laughs> and, the only way? Is that how it clicks? And now that I've applied it to real life situations, <laughs> I don't think it's going to work. More importantly, though, I lived in Utah for one year and they have a fast food chain called Taco Time. And they have these giant taquitos that are similar in size to a churro. Oh and they God. are pretty dope. They made up a significant portion of my diet in high school. And I'll end it on the highest of the hottest of takes. Straight up best Mexican food is a place called Benny's here in Denver. It's only about a block from Governor's Park or from Governor's Mansion, and their grilled chicken tacos are to die for. Also, they have an amazing steak burrito and chili relleno that will knock your socks off. The margaritas aren't bad, too. Man, I've been to Benny's. It's pretty good. I swear to God, if I held the microphone in the right place, you could hear my stomach. (laughs) Yeah, this is probably the wrong time for a great, delicious food pod. Like, it's my stomach is is just begging for food. <laughs> she says, anyways, thanks for the awesome content. I look forward to it every day. Thank you, Black Cat. Thank you, and, and really appreciate the comment. Love having you there in the comment section. Tell your friends. We need, we need more women in the comment section. Yeah. I really appreciate having that uh, perspective. Sorry that we kind of probably ruined your day by saying all the things that you don't want to happen <laughs> are probably going to happen. <laughs> I haven't tried Benny's. I'm going to have to go check that out. All right, moving on from Craig L. Really enjoyed the vibe from the last pod. You two sounded like two kids quietly recording in your bedroom trying to not be caught by mom. <laughs> what is, and we're like in a little fort. Who Who is exactly? Who is mom in this scenario, Ryan? Um, mom was 
the media. We didn't want to annoy the media that was walking by us. Here was the thing. Like, when I talked at this voice, there was, like, a really loud echo. And this is a big room with lots of people walking through it. And you could just hear it echoing through, like, the entire hallway. So I was like, all right, I have to get my voice just a notch below that so it doesn't echo. Shh, mom, mom's right above. (laughs) Uh, uh, uh. He goes on and says, love all the food talk. Even though I listen around 8 in the morning, you guys always have me wanting to eat a burger. Uh, I found that there's a Five Guys not too far from me in England. I should be going there next week. So as someone who's never been before, what should I order? I I think I can speak for Ryan. You should order a burger, a cheeseburger, with everything on it. That's essentially (laughs) what I... The toppings all look too good. I'm going to try to remember off the top of my head. I go with double patty, Mm. bacon. No, actually, I don't go bacon. Um, But you should, maybe, if you like bacon. Um... Fresh jalapenos, um, mushrooms. Mm. Then there's a barbecue sauce. Yep. And if I'm f- and there's also hot sauce. I'll do that too. So like a spicy barbecue sauce. Yes, yeah, like a spicy barbecue uh, mushroom jalapeno burger. Mmm. Double patty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like I put you in the right place. Just two sauces though, huh? I pegged you as like a six sauce guy. It depends on how hungry I am. Sometimes my hunger clouds my judgment and like I go crazy on sauces. Well, if if you go there the next time and you're still not eating buns, then you could just replace sauces with buns since you're not going to be picking it up. I'll just be like, you know what? Just put a plate and just put all the (laughs) toppings on it. I'm going to figure it out later. Uh, Like if we went to five guys right now, I'd probably end up putting four sauces on it. Anyways, he says, I've never really been a fan of Rosen, uh, and I'm a bit worried that last season might have might have broken him, but I'd rather have him as a backup behind Flacco than Keenum or some other veteran. Yeah, I mean, I completely understand that. With Rosen as a backup, you're getting potentially the future. With anyone else, you're not. I kind of jumped to the... I don't know what... I, I messed us up. I jumped to the end of the comment. I'll, I was just, I'll read the whole thing. Okay, yeah, I was confused too. <laughs> it was from Vivid Swing. He says, hey, ZNR. Been a while since I commented, but as always, it's a joy to get to listen to you guys. Thank you. Um, with all the talk that's suggesting the Broncos won't get a quarterback at 10 and the Cardinals opening up the possibility that they might draft Kyler Murray, do you see any chance if Josh Rosen might be available for cheaper than a first-round pick? What would you give up to get him? Yeah, I think he could be available for a second-round pick. Uh, and what that that's why if I'm the Cardinals, I'm not saying Josh Rosen's our guy for now because that immediately – hurts his value you're saying we've given up on him even if it's because there's a better guy available and then once you draft Kyler Murray then his stock plummets even more so when is the time that the Cardinals try to trade Josh Rosen is it now I think it's draft day it's draft day yeah and it's it's for that one team that doesn't get a young quarterback whether that's the Redskins whether that's uh maybe the Bengals maybe that's the Dolphins maybe it's the Broncos I don't I don't see that happening Anymore, I'm not saying it's as sure of a thing as Kyler Murray not being drafted by the Broncos, but I don't see it happening. What would you give up, though? I would happily give up a second. Um, I'll put it this way: Are there any quarterbacks that you think you get in the second this year that are better than Daniel or that are better (laughs) than uh, Daniel Jones? Probably no. Because I was going to say Daniel Jones would probably be the guy if he even falls that far. And who do you want between the two? Obviously, Rosen. So it would be weird career trajectory to like start backing up then start a bunch of games and come back into a backup role 
But if you're John Elway and you can have a first-round talent at quarterback that you only had to spend a second-round pick on that can you can groom behind Joe Flacco, doesn't that sound like it makes sense? Can he play under center? Certainly. <laughs> then he's an option. Is he tall? But but then again, you can get a starter in the second round. Right. The Broncos are trying to win now. Yep, exactly. That's why I don't think it'll happen. I don't either. Uh, next one's from Behind Enemy Lines. The other day I was... Uh, I was realizing neither I nor my wife would be home in time to cook. I originally called her and suggested we get Mexican food, judging by my cravings that we haven't had in a while. She called in carry out. Uh, she called in a carry out order to a place near our house. We had tacos the night before. I guess twenty four hours is the max fast for Mexican food. <laughs> so, circa twenty fourteen, the Boston Celtics traded their two past prime All Stars to the Brooklyn Nets in exchange for three future first rounders and an option to swap out a fourth first. Um, made sense to Brooklyn. They had three up-and-coming studs and needed two experienced all-stars to round out their starting five and take the Eastern Conference dominance from LeBron. Now, we always snicker about this trade in Boston because we absolutely fleeced Brooklyn. Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce didn't really pan out, and the Nets tanked, giving Boston two number three overalls, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and a pick they traded as part of getting Kyrie in addition to 17 overall in 2014. Where are we going here? <laughs> <laughs> He's all, and that's a trade I really liked. <laughs> Broncos should do the same. He goes, so if Elway has given up on a young QB in this draft, and we still want to win now, a.k.a. no tanking for Tua. Which NFL team is optimistic about their future but will actually tank that we could work out a trade for, say, next year's first rounder, swapping rights for t- uh, for the next two with a chance to – where did I lose? With a chance for Tua or Ryan's guy, T-Law. With the, oh, Trevor Lawrence. Right. With a blockbuster player not naming – uh, Von Miller, Super Bowl 58, just implying included. I'm assuming the Giants get What a- about Super Bowl 58? <laughs> <laughs> he said, <laughs> said Von Miller 58, and I don't know. <laughs> he didn't even say Von Miller. He said VM. I think you were thinking like VMVP, and then you were thinking <laughs> yeah. Super Bowl 50 MVP. Actually, yeah, all that is is one M away, right? No. It's a P away and flipped. <laughs> We're losing it. <laughs> oh, man. Super Bowl, Broncos, Super Bowl 58 champions. You heard it here first. <laughs> Good luck understanding this comment. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, he says, with a blockter, blockbuster player included, not naming Von Miller, just implying. I'm assuming the Giants get a quarterback if they stick with Eli. They're the obvious answer to me, but I think they'll draft one. Also, if they don't, and Murray Locker Haskins last to 11. John Elway is grounded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to let it slide, too, because I knew this was going to happen. But I just couldn't. The tough part is, right, I mean, even before that blunder, I had, I, I had, I was so lost in terms of. I have no this. idea what this comment said. <laughs> I think it was really good. I just don't, I can't connect the dots. Okay, I, th- I think I've got it. I think I've got it. The point of this is which team could the Broncos trade to that thinks if they make this trade, they're going to be a competitor 
But they will turn out to not be competitors, and so the Broncos will get first-round picks from them that will turn out to be high first-round picks. So the Broncos are tr- – I get it. Broncos are trading Von Miller or, or someone else yes. that's really good and your best player. And something to do with Super Bowl 58. <laughs> <laughs> to a team to w- – <coughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. Hmm. Ah. So he's saying the Giants. The Giants think they're close. Oh. You trade them Von Miller. They, for some reason, continue going with Eli, and they oh go like four God. and twelve next season. And then you get their first round pick next year, and it turns out to be a top five pick. I, they can't think that, can't they? I don't know, man. They have some really good players on that team. They do. Yeah, I mean that would be ideal for the Broncos. You do that, um, or they, well, or maybe they they still draft a quarterback, and the quarterback sucks. They would. This would never happen. What about the Patriots? I mean, what if for some reason Bill Belichick says, "Okay, I'm going to mortgage the future because there is no future. I need Von Miller," and then Tom Brady goes out and has his. Drop off year. Drop off year. Then, then, then you're good. Yeah, I mean, I lo- I love the idea, and I I'm sorry that we uh, we botched your thought process there, but I think we we uh, we recovered. Yeah, I like. Uh, it's one of those things. It's kind of just luck. Right. <clears throat> anyway, next one's from Chilango Bronco. He says, or Chilango Bronco he says, starting with the regular food talk, I did my post graduate studies in Cincinnati. Go Bearcats. And Zach, you don't need to try Skyline Chili. It's a weird flavor combo of flavorless spaghetti, a Swedish spiced ground beef, and pounds of cheddar cheese. It just never made sense to me. However, someone recommended Greeter's Ice Cream, and it is probably the best I've ever tried. Wow. I used to visit uh, from time to time to Indy. Please go to Dick's Bodacious Barbecue. You will love it. It's located near the Civil War Museum Monument. That's not the... Dick's last no Dick's, Dick's last, last resort. Yeah, I don't think so. But very um, different. Uh, Dick's bodacious barbecue sounds amazing right now. Broncos related. He goes on. I was very interested in hearing your thoughts on Vic Fangio having a formula for turning players around and then getting them focused and playing better. Kind of an Allen FL last chance. You coach Buddy Stevens. So based on uh, this, we should give Chad Kelly another chance. LOL. <laughs> yeah, Chad Kelly just wasn't a high-round draft pick. He wasn't talented enough for the Broncos to want to keep him around. Exactly. And that wasn't a Vance Joseph decision, or a Vance Joseph didn't like him. In fact, Vance Joseph loved him. I was say, drafting him was a Vance Joseph decision from everything I've heard. Exactly. So, yeah, that won't happen. Even though Chad's putting out some tape out there. Of he's throwing on air. Throwing footballs, that's for <laughs> sure. He's He has a combine every day. Uh, from Yeti Roar, got to agree with Zach on Cafe Rio. It's simply awesome. I think they must add uh, an at least marginally illegal substance to their secret spices <laughs> because I'll go a little while without eating Cafe Rio, and then I'll just eat one sweet barbacoa salad, and poof, that's all I want to eat for the next several weeks. That's probably a smart thing. Put some put some illegal substances in so people want it. I think it. there have been companies I've been um, like accused of putting <laughs> addictive oh things in gosh. there. Oh my gosh! Anyways, this has got to come down from the euphoria that is Cafe Rio. You've been warned. Where can I have this? Anywhere. They have well, one in Denver. Yeah, but it's like a it's boutique. 
So they're not all over the place. What do you mean it's boutique? <laughs> it's so good they can't just put them on every street corner. It sounds like the burrito's going to cost me like $70 or something. Yeah. No, I think I think the price point is it's it's like $1 or $2 more than Chipotle. Okay. I'll try it. Yeah. Says, okay, now that the fun stuff is out of the way, what the hell is Elway thinking here, guys? Is it just a giant smoke screen and Elway is actually targeting a QB? Do I need to just let that go? Andre made such a good point that if Elway is going to put all of his hope into the 2020 quarterback class, he already passed up on a special, 20, a special class in 2018 and missed out. Unless it becomes clear that Elway wants and will absolutely get Tua, I don't feel hopeful that this organization go, with this organization going forward until Elway is shown the door. It really feels like he's determined to make sure he's the best quarterback the Broncos will ever have at this point. Talk me off the ledge. Wow. Wow. The secret motivations within. What if that was it? That is not it. I've <laughs> seen multiple people suggest that. Come on. I know you're just kidding, but I think there have been people that have suggested that seriously. What did he say about Peyton when he, when he signed him? He said, uh, I think he was asked who the greatest quarterback is, or is Peyton better than you, or are you better than Peyton? And he said... When Peyton, I want to make sure that when Peyton retires, he's the greatest to ever do it. There you go. Um, I do not think it's all smoke screens. And what you, Andre made a great point. John Elway kind of just, it doesn't it feel like, how long has he been doing this? He's been doing this for, what, eight years or something? Yep. Doesn't it feel like he's still like learning on the job? It does. It really does. He makes certain decisions that are like, Oh, well, this, I did this wrong last time, so I'll do it th- this way this time. Right. I'll just flip trial by error. Yeah. Like, oh, why did I pass on that special QB class next year? Well, I can't do this qu- quarterback class because it's not a special, but next year's quarterback is special, so I'll have another chance next year. And that's when I'll swing. Right, exactly. And I, you know, and, and you wonder with the inside linebackers, if he does invest heavily in there, is it just him saying, let's see what it's like investing in inside linebackers, see how that goes? Or is it, you know, because he's listening to Vic Fangio and everything like that? I don't know. But then there's like the report that comes out yesterday that was like, they used uh, John Elway, love, 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 loved Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Someone actually wrote that. Um, okay. Go get him. Right. Pat, you already knew. Like, deep down in your heart, you knew Paxton Lynch sucked if you're John Elway. You had to know. If you loved, 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 loved any player, regardless of position, don't, don't you make a, an effort to go get him? Now, not, not giving up everything. If you loved, 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 loved a quarterback, unless you have the guy, and I really mean the guy, if – Tom Brady. Right. I was going to say, look at the Chiefs. When they love, 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 love Patrick Mahomes, they had a guy. And he was a pretty good guy. He, he wasn't, wasn't the guy, the though. Guy. You ha- that just Honestly, that was written in a, as a defense of John Elway. It made him look worse to me. Right. Because he knew, I know he knew at that point that Paxton Lynch wasn't it. When you see a whole year of, pa- of practice from Paxton Lynch, you know he's not it. Yep. If you four four X loved Patrick Mahomes, well, guess what? You had better draft ammunition than the Chiefs. You could have had him. Mm-hmm. So, either BS that he loved him that much, or you know a huge a huge black mark that he didn't just make the move and and forget about trying to make right 
on a pick that he knew he he'd already knew he should have already known he missed. Exactly. Exactly. You have to move on if it's a bad pick, and they knew that pretty much right away. Next one coming in from from Carpaccio Chris. He says, I really appreciate you guys getting out of pod so us fans can get all the inside scoops. Even though you recorded it on Ryan's phone, the sound quality is great. As far as the draft goes, I can see the Broncos drafting quite literally almost any position. Let Roby wa- letting Roby walk would be a blessing. I can only imagine how much he'd want for subpar performance. He's a solid third corner at best. I think Isaac will take a leap forward in year two, and the Broncos will sign a reliable second corner and maybe draft Williams or Baker. Thanks for everything, guys. So my question to you, Ryan, is could you see them signing a Bryce Callahan and drafting a cornerback in the first round? Maybe. I mean, you do have two holes. So, unless you... Well, and I don't want to write off Isaac Adam. It's just we just... We didn't see enough out of him as a rookie to put him in as a, you know, an answer. He's a hopeful... Hopefully an answer. But you you could still look at that as a whole. So, I could see you go and sign Bryce Callahan and then you spend that high pick. Maybe, you know, you want to go in thinking you want to get Devin White. Devin White goes earlier than you thought. And then you say, well, why don't we just sure up the secondary and you take him? Yeah, I don't want to say that it's impossible, but with what Vic said about how many holes there are on this roster, it would be impressive in one hand, mind-baffling in another hand, for them to invest so much in one position while the coach has admitted that every single place on the roster, outside of really running back, I was going to say outside linebacker, but John said they're going to go get a third outside linebacker. Outside of running back is a need. Aaron Lynch. Book it. Yep. Vic that Fangio's makes a ton of sense. guy in San Francisco. Vic Fangio's guy in Chicago. Called Vic Fangio the godfather. Mob boss. Genius. All those things. Next one's from Stebert92. Um, hey, guys. I'd like to bring up some points I noticed that could help us see the plan for the draft this year. I noticed pre-Flacco, the Broncos' Facebook page seemed to hype up quarterbacks a ton. (laughs) After about a week of Flacco news, the page started looking more at the players on defense. One name that sticks out is Devin White. With this current change in media, I submit my current plan in the mindset of the the Broncos. Trade for Flacco, sign a quarterback cornerback in free agency, and draft Devin White at 10 overall. Yep, and that's, that's a little good hint to be noticing. Maybe it means something. Maybe it means nothing. One time I wrote a story about a bunch of people saying that Vance Joseph is going to be a great head coach before he was a head coach. And the Broncos put it on their website during their coaching search. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I guess they're going to hire Vance Joseph. (laughs) So this isn't the first time that uh, you've been able to take hints from media. So you said Vance Joseph was going to be a great coach? Nope. I did not. (laughs) I probably did at some point, actually. (laughs) I think everyone did. In all fairness. (laughs) Um but I did have like f- seven former buffs say that they thought it just was going to be a great head coach. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Those buffs, you can never trust them, right? But you, can tru- to each other. but you can trust people from Fort Collins is what we've learned today. Wow. Take away from this pod. No. That'll be the headline. I trust everyone. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> uh, from Carrick's 4. Wait, was there a question? Nope. Carrick's 4. Well, I'm going to start studying Justin Herbert because I'm now convinced he's John's guy. Just call him Justin. Uh, I'll admit 
I bought into the idea that maybe he had changed his philosophy and we could see Kyler in Denver, but now I'm afraid we'll see him once a year in Denver as he makes jaw-dropping plays in black and silver, although hopefully the Cardinals take him. At the end of the day, Elway is a height supremacist, and I'm convinced Herber, wow, that even rhymes, height supremacist with the other supremacist. Wow. Um, I'm convinced Herbert is this guy. So what do you guys think of Herbert as an NFL quarterback? Keep up the good Ryan and Zach. It took me a while to understand what you were saying, but yeah, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> that's what you say to people when you weren't listening. <laughs> no, I was listening. Uh, I was listening. Someone tells you this story while you're like scrolling your phone. And you're like, yeah, man, that's crazy. They're like, what do you mean? I just said that my mom called me and asked if I wanted, if we wanted to come over for dinner. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I, I just mean that, that's crazy. Cause I'm starving. Let's go. <laughs> clearly (laughs) food's on the mind (laughs) (laughs) anyways he says zach what do you think of justin herbert as an nfl quarterback (laughs) thank you for that well i don't like him as a college quarterback so i i really don't like his prospects as a pro quarterback things can change he really can get better so i'm not saying that he there's no chance he can be good but right now i would be I would be disappointed if any team uh, drafted him in the first round this year. It could change, but this year, no. You're saying if he, if Justin Herbert was in this year's, yep, that's crazy. (laughs) 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 That's our go-to if somehow we weren't listening. Yep, it's like uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I, yeah, I want to wait. I'm going to give him another chance next year. I gave him about five chances this year and did not love it. I didn't even like, I didn't even really like the, I mean, I shouldn't even say really. I didn't like the game that John Elway was at. He Mm. had one incredible throw. Like Mahomes-esque, rolling left, twisted his body, threw it sidearm, corner of the end zone, touchdown. That was it, though. Like, I watched the rest of the game and, and he just didn't do much. So he's in he's in an interesting offense there in Oregon. It's not the old Oregon offense, which actually helps you in evaluating him as a quarterback. So right. we'll we'll ha- we'll have a close eye on him next year, um, and I'll have a better idea. I will, but I I will give him another chance. I want to see what you know how he's improved. I'm with Zach though. As of right now, that's crazy. Does he start with a <laughs> Does he start with a clean slate for you? No, not yeah. necessarily, but you, if you put enough good tape out there in one year, you can wash away the bad tape of, of the year before. I agree. Next one coming in from Nbot. He says, have you ever eaten at Pancheros? Their freshly made tortillas put both Qdoba and Chipotle to shame. We've definitely had Pancheros talk on this podcast. Isn't Honest- that the one in, in Iowa? I think so. Okay. But have you ever had it? No. Yeah, I haven't either. Honestly, Panchero's tortillas taste so amazing. Once you try them, you'll look back at all your wasted meals at Chipotle and cry. Why do you have to disparage Chipotle to try and make your food sound better? Because that's what you have to do in life. You have to put something down if you're going to talk good about something I else. promise you there's nothing in this world that could make me think Chipotle doesn't taste amazing. <laughs> if you tried Panchero's years ago, try it one more time. And just focus on that warm tortilla delivering such happiness. This is the hungriest I've ever been on the podcast. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm willing to try. I love homemade tortillas. They do definitely taste better than not homemade tortillas. Speaking of food, am I getting this right? Or maybe you snuck off, but 
Did you, are you doing this whole pod without coffee? That is correct. <laughs> you didn't even know. I didn't even notice. Wow. No wonder I've been so garbage today. I'm impressed. <laughs> Highly impressed. Uh, yeah, thanks. No food, no coffee. This is not good. It's, it's, it's we're well into the afternoon. So death is made of. Yeah, this is seriously, this could be my final moment. So make sure we, we save this pod. Uh, anyways, don't, it's like just to make, that's like what I was saying earlier right? about quarterbacks. Remember, I was like, I yep. still like Drew, Drew Locke. I still yep. like Dwayne Haskins, but they're just not in the same class as Kyler Murray. That's the way you should do it. You don't have to disparage the others. And it's un-American of you not to do that. I'm sorry. Drew Locke and <laughs> Dwayne Haskins are trash and Kyler Murray is better than Tom Brady. There you go. There you go. Because Tom Brady's trash. Someone's going to cl- take that clip and <laughs> use it against me. Anyways, following the food before football uh, format du jour, what are the odds Elway's throwing smoke here to get in a more neutral draft position? If everyone knows we want a quarterback, that's not good. I suppose the answer to this is, how often in the past has Elway sent misdirecting comments? If I remember correctly, he's been rather blunt and transparent for better or for worse, about their intents during the offseason. I'm glad you read that. I would have read that as irk. Irk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm in on the I-I-R-C. If I remember correctly. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. Do you know what F-W-I-W stands for? Um, I was going to say for the win, but then you threw in an I for what it's worth. Yes, yeah. there you go. Yep, yep, yep. Um, do you know what I-M-O stands for? In my... Mm. IMO, in my opinion. Okay. There we go. All right. I'm just making sure this is. So, this isn't the only one that you. Yeah. This is the only one that you haven't seen. I've never seen it. Never seen it. Well, um, yeah. Here's the thing John always good at throwing football. He's not good at throwing smoke. He's. He, I can't remember yeah. a time that he's ever misled us. No. No. And he's he's really honest. I'm shocked how honest he is at these combine things. I can't believe he said all that stuff about Kyler Murray. Like, why wouldn't you just keep that to yourself? <laughs> what do you say if you're Kyler Murray and someone asks you, Kyler, John Elway said that short quarterbacks can't play under center and that and that hurts offenses because they can't be balanced. And that you could not fit in his offense. Right. If I was Kyler Murray, I would say, well, I plan on playing in this league a long time. I'm sure I'll have a chance to show John Elway right in front of his face that I can play anywhere on this field. Mm, I would maybe even go not waste any time and say, I'm still waiting on a call from John to meet with him. I know he's here at the combine. I'd love a 15 minute conversation with him. That is the professional route. (laughs) I would go the petty route (laughs) and say, yeah, we'll see. I've been talking to John Gruden a lot, and I think I might have a chance to play the Broncos oh. twice a year. <laughs> the, the parade. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going down that road. It's too long. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, I just had to drop an inside joke there at the end of the podcast. Oh, not the end of the podcast. One more coming okay, in from Miller go. Magic. says, hey, guys, maybe this is just wishful thinking, but I'm still not completely sold. Denver won't take a quarterback in the first round. I feel like if Locke is there at number 10, they will take him and ride out Flacco until he's ready. However, if Locke isn't there at 10, they will certainly make a defensive pick. <laughs> this has been a funny comment for Ryan. They took Flacco as a win-now move with the benefit they don't have to trade up. 
Are they still interested in a quarterback? Sure. What team wouldn't be if they hadn't solidified their franchise quarterback? But it takes the immediate pressure off themselves so they can sit back and relax at 10 without having to stress about moving up the board. That's crazy. <laughs> uh I think this comment was in relation to Flacco being a safety net so they didn't have to get desperate in the draft, which, per- yeah, I completely agree with. It. But I think it's it's more than that. It was, we don't have to go in the draft now because we just got our quarterback. Exactly. And uh, I would agree with you when the trade was made. The past 24 hours, I don't think it's a safety net. It is. I don't know what, what's like a, better than a safety net. A net that's better than a safety net, but it's a better net. It's a floor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's not something that you can fall through. (laughs) Safety net catches you after you've already fallen. This is just solid ground. (laughs) That's where they are on Joe Flacco. And that, I think, is a good place to end the podcast because that's what we've been talking about all day. That's the number one takeaway. And also, we just need to get out of here before he sounds stupid anymore. Uh, But we appreciate you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you subscribing uh, to bsndenver.com, where all of our thoughts are coherent and not interrupted by uh, manic laughter. That's crazy. (laughs) But uh, again, subscribe. Promo code Broncos. Help us win this thing. You'll get a free t-shirt out of the deal. We are going to go eat some food and drink some coffee. Uh, We'll talk to you tomorrow on the BSN Broncos podcast. Electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years. Their reputation of being fairly priced, trustworthy, and dependable has allowed them to become one of the best Denver electrical contractor companies in the market. We believe Piper is the best because of their professionalism, because of their capability, because of their integrity, and because of the relationship we have built over the last year and a half with several of their key managers. That was Jim. He's been a customer of Piper Electric for over a year now and loves it so much that he recommends his own clients to them. Sometimes customers will ask us if we know of somebody who can be their regular electrician where they could call for anything from a small job to something much larger, maybe a remodel. And so we certainly have preferred people to Piper and Piper to them. From residential, commercial, and industrial, Piper Electric can handle all of your electrical needs. 
they've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs. If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to piperelectric.com. Like what? Are the... <laughs> it's like we just got hit with. <laughs> oh my god! What? I don't know why it's so funny. <laughs> I think I've got it back together. So we got hit by a tranquilizer. 